This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. Let's fuck this shit. It's only game. Why you have to be mad? Here we go. Bimbo hour commences. Let's go. Bimbo's a symbol. <laughs> Christina, hello. Audrey, hello. Friends, foes, welcome back to another week of Puck Bunnies, um, a podcast about hockey presented by Blue Wire Podcast. I'm Audrey, that's Christina, and the NHL <laughs> is still happening. Is infected. As of right now. As we record this on Tuesday night at 8, 8.30 Eastern Standard Time, the NHL is still operating. How long can this go on? Who can say? Who can say? Today I texted Audrey something very vague and cryptic. I think I texted you like, yeah, well, you it said, well, it happened. And I was like, the league shut down? I know. That's how ready we are for this to happen. You know what I mean? I, I really do expect it like at any time now. Uh, things are not looking good for uh, the National Hockey League right now, I would say. So there's, let's see, in the past week, we've had shutdowns with the Avs, the Wild. Yep. Can you name them all? Yes, without I can. That's yes, hard. I can. The Devils, the Sabres, okay. the Washington Capitals, and the Philadelphia Flyers. Did I miss any of them? No. It makes 33 games that have been postponed. Postponed. I'm using uh, air quotes right here. Postponed. That's over half uh, a team's regular season. <laughs> so 33 games, I'm guessing, will be at least up to 35 by the time this episode comes out. Thoughts? Prayers? What's crazy to me is looking at the last time some of these teams have Mm -hmm. played. Like, let me see. The last time the New Jersey played was January 31st. The last time the Sabres played was was also January 31st. That was, what, 10 days ago? Yes. Also, congratulations to Connor Carrick, who had a baby fully, like, one day before this happened. Well, he was on the he was on the COVID list. I think it was like it he was precautionary. Was in- it was like he's not going to play, right? Due to the fact that his wife just had a baby. Yeah, he really judged. <laughs> Thank you, Lexi. Perfectly timed. Hearing some of these stories about some of this, about how all of this is happening. I mean, there's a lot of contention in the league right now about what kind of contact causes. Mm-hmm. This spread right now, the NHL is basically taking a stance on on ice transmission of the virus. Like they're saying, it doesn't happen. That is sort of 
questionable whenever you look at what's happening with the Sabres right now. So the last game they played was against uh, the New Jersey Devils, who played with at least one infected player on the ice. And now everyone, including Ralph Kruger, the Sabres head coach, has coronavirus. And tellingly, two linesmen. It's impossible for me to think that all of these games happened without at least one player who was actively positive playing in them, right? Right. Just because teams now are saying, oh, we have to install the um, rapid testing stuff. Oh, yeah. And the league is now updating their COVID precautions. But they they seem insane to me. Okay, so last Thursday, the league instituted a number of preventative measures, which the most obvious one that we've all seen is the removal of the glass behind the bench to circulate air a little bit better. They also want to put air filters behind the uh, bench to circulate the air a little bit better. Players can now, they can get to the arena no more than an hour and 45 minutes before puck drop, and they have to leave like immediately Mm -hmm. after the game. All of this is just so conspicuously almost Mm -hmm. medical security theater because like nothing can take away from the fact that these guys are bashing into each other on the ice (laughs) and fighting and kissing unless they are all wearing fishbowls out there removing the glass from behind the bench is not gonna do anything that really took me out this week just seeing it was so pathetic problem is also now clearly and we saw this with the Sabres and the Devils, and now again, um, hopefully not with the Caps and the Flyers, but it's cross-team contamination as well. So what they're hoping to figure that out with these fancy tests. I don't know. I'm not going to get super sciencey on my hockey podcast, but basically they have tests that they've used in the NBA. It's like genetic that can, mapping. Yeah, they can detect what kind of strain it is, basically. And so if two players from two opposite teams have the same strain... That basically proves that there's on-ice transmission. The fact that we have to do any of this is ridiculous. Like, you and I could both tell you as normal non-science people, yes, you can probably get COVID by spitting in each other's faces, which is what hockey players do. All they do is just sweat and spit on each other and scream at each other. Those are, like, the three main ways that you can transmit any disease. Which is why they had a mumps outbreak a couple years ago. Let's all take heart and remember the mumps outbreak and the fact that they couldn't even handle that. So we we have five teams that are currently out. Most of the Eastern Division at this point, like the majority of the Eastern Division has now been compromised. They're compromised just like indefinitely. There's been sort of hints about like what the wild wants to do to get back on the ice and stuff like that. But for the most part, these teams don't really have a plan. Like they're just shut down. So basically the only team that's playing right now in the Eastern division is like the The Rangers. And also what was scary this week is that we had a wild player go back to his home country because his Oh yeah, Marco Rossi. COVID symptoms. He like he has long haul COVID. And so he is going back to Switzerland? To Austria? Austria? This sounds the same to me. (laughs) (laughs) To recover. But like, this is what's going to start happening more and more. And I think this is total conspiracy theory, purely speculation. Because again, here we go. The team hasn't said anything about it. But I'm like, I would bet money on the fact that this is what's happening to Jonathan Taves. That's what I was just about to bring up. I also think that he has it. 
Like, I think he has long-haul COVID, which is just terrible because, I mean, this is what everyone was saying what was Mm going to happen. You're going to have players who are going to be impacted for the rest of their lives from this. Like, Marco Rossi was, like, a top prospect for the Wild. We've seen it in literally every other league. And the Mm -hmm. fact that the NHL, A, thought that they could be the exception and B, thought that they could be the exception despite being an indoor indoor contact sport uh, really blows my mind. What I don't understand is why is the Canadian division doing... Is it just because Canada is that much better at preventing infection than we are? Is it because they just have less cases? I mean, I really think that from the start, they've had an advantage just in terms of being prepared. And their transmission rate is lower. It's probably pretty on par with what the US-Canada divide in transmission rate is for the general population. Well, I think our modest proposal should be that the league should shut down except for the Canadian division, and you will be assigned a Canadian Every team. Every American will be assigned by the U.S. <laughs> government um, a Canadian team to root for. I would like to formally put in for the Winnipeg Jets. I think that we should transition to being a Jets podcast. Yes. It's pretty wild just to see how the northern division is more or less just chugging along with normal stuff happening it makes me feel crazy you know what i mean because we have these horrible stories of like on ice transmission players going down like flies and then in canada they're just like oh yeah uh connor mcdavid's having himself a hell of a game up there it's just like normal what must really suck is if you're a canadian hockey player who has to (laughs) come play in the u.s i I would not want to do that (laughs) i would not want to do that at this time or place like your entire family is in canada and you're once again like diving into the covid crock pot every day because gary bettman said so just gary bettman says so yeah and like it's been really weird to see in a lot of pieces you'll have players quotes who said like yeah it's a choice to be here we all had a choice no you you didn't And even if you had a choice, that means like a lot of other people didn't have a choice. It's bleak, guys. It is really bleak. And it becomes more difficult to me to believe that we're going to have an end to this Christina's prediction is going to be right. I think that I could see a reality now where they take a pause. What about you? I don't think they'll take a pause again. And I remember saying this in the fall, too. Like, I don't think that they'll pause unless Mm -hmm. there's casualties. Like, unless somebody dies. God, I really hope that's not what happens. I don't want that to be the case. And what sucks is that, like, for all we know, somebody already is going to die of this. Whether it's a team trainer or any of the event staff who work at the arena that people don't think about. There's hundreds and hundreds of people involved in this that we don't see on TV. And those are the kind of people who I'm worried will are being seen as expendable in this effort to do what be america's fourth most popular sport (laughs) america's fourth most popular sport that people still don't watch even (laughs) when there's nothing else to do well football's over now so this is their chance yeah right right when it's time for uh, hockey to shine is when they should take a pause definitely honestly this is when they they should have started their season next week they could have kicked it off with the games in Lake Tahoe. And then in March, they'd probably be able to get people vaccinated. Who was supposed to be in the Tahoe game? <laughs> the Flyers and the Bruins oh. and the Knights and the Avs. 
Okay, so neither of those are happening then. Um, out of those four teams, three of them have recently been on pause. How is this going to impact the schedule? I mean, the schedule is is broken right now. There's there's crazy stuff going around. There's one team that's going to be a, basically a seven-game series. Like, that's what's going to be happening now. That is the Blues and the Coyotes. <laughs> God, that is... Oh, Blues that is the brutal. The Coyotes have already played each other five times in a row. And they are now going to be forced to play each other another two times because neither of them can play the teams that they were supposed to play. That's almost like some sort of like That hellish... is purgatory. Yeah. You did something wrong in your life, so now you have to play Dante this game could not a have written times that. in a row. <laughs> Dante is never torturing Ryan O'Reilly. So do we want to talk about uh, our favorite drama queen in the Midwest? I do, but first I wanna propose a mass action on behalf of us and our oh. fan base. You know how in the U.S. people have been talking about a general strike for like a year, which is not going to happen, obviously. What if we do a general strike, but for (laughs) watching U.S. NHL teams? (laughs) Well, it wouldn't be that hard since there's not many people watching to begin with. Right. And also now there's a ton that have been canceled. What if we all just decide that for an unspecified period of time, we're going to Lysistrata the shit out of the NHL and NBC (laughs) and only watch Northern Division games because they're the only ones who are fully to mostly functional right now. I I agree 100%. Let's do it. Only Canadian teams. They're the only ones that should be playing. We should get honorary green cards for that, I think. Yeah, Canadian Embassy, if you are listening to this podcast, (laughs) which I know you are, please ship those green cards out. I guess we got to be Jets fans now. We basically already are a Jets podcast. And I feel like Winnipeg is probably one of the safest places to be at this point. There's no airport. There's famously no airport, which really cuts down on the COVID transmission. (laughs) Nobody in or out. They can lock down. Winnipeg was prepared for this for years. They knew. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to talk drama. I'm ready to talk. I don't know which drama king you mean in this situation. I'm talking about drama queen. It's Torts Hour again on Puck Bunnies. We love to talk about him. This week, John Tortorello was back in the headlines after benching recently acquired Patrick Laine on Monday night. Speaking of Winnipeg. New baby boy from Winnipeg. He benched him. Can you believe that? I can I cannot believe that John Tortorella would use his favorite method of negative feedback. So Laine was benched for allegedly being snippy with one of the training assistants. And so John Tortorella thought the best punishment for that would be to publicly humiliate his newest star by benching him. And it's not even like the public humiliation thing that gets me. What gets me is that I'm like, you're actively putting yourself in a worse position. Do you want to win or do you want to be right? I think he wants to be right. And you know what? I get it. I really do. I understand. He benched Line for almost two complete periods. And did they end up winning that game or losing that game? They won. They still won. Oh, wow. So we've learned nothing. <laughs> Torts also was then quoted saying that he only likes using uh, benching as a last resort, but it seems to be like his first resort. It seems to be his. his he has no other resorts. 
Also, what I've seen now is people speculating that actually he's playing 4D chess here. Oh, really? That Tortorella is causing problems on purpose so that he can get out of Columbus. That would be the most dramatic thing to happen. Just It, w- it would make sense because it would just be three babies throwing a tantrum tantrum to get to go somewhere else. We love to learn the definition of reverse psychology and apply it very <laughs> liberally to our lives. So what, I, what I'm positing here is that this is true. John Tortorella is using reverse psychology on the city of Columbus, and he is angling to get fired so that he can get hired for the Seattle job. Whoa. That's like a big brain moment. Why would he want out of Columbus, though? He knows that they're not going anywhere. Like, he knows that he's not going to win a cup with the team that he has right now. He and the market have driven away all of their star players. And I mean, like, does he want to live in Columbus for the rest of his life? No offense to the city of Columbus, which I'm sure is perfectly lovely and has Allison Lucan living in it. So anybody should be lucky to be living there at all. For sure. But it's the mentality that Panarin had, where he was like, I didn't come to America to live in Ohio. I want to live <laughs> in Miami or New York. Well, you know, it is very relatable to be tanking a situation, like a very safe situation, mm-hmm. in hopes of maybe something more exciting in the future. So I wish him the best. I wish he would stop benching players. I do feel like you should get that whole experiment out of your system and like, say, your 20s. Just get that over with. But whatever. What I will say is, do you know who scored a goal for Columbus last Whom? night? Whom? Jack Roslevic, Columbus native. Wow. Good for him. We can officially say that it is no longer the Patrick Laine trade. We can call it the Jack Roslevic trade instead. Yes. He has finally earned his name on the trade. The thing that I did learn in this ESPN uh, article about torts is that Cam Atkinson sits next to Patrick Laine in the locker room, (laughs) which is a very cursed blonde image to me. I just think we got to give Patrick Laine some time. Again, he's what, 22 years old? He thinks everything is Fortnite, like you were saying earlier. I want to know what he said. I want to know, did he just drop an F-bomb or something? He was probably in Swedish. Oh, is he Swedish? I thought he was Finnish. I think he's Finnish. Oh, maybe he's Finnish. Yes, I know he's Finnish because I was watching the Carolina Hurricanes game and Trip Tracy spent about 30 minutes talking about how Ajo was so much better. He was a better Finnish player. (laughs) Trip is right, as per usual. Uh, Did you learn anything else from Trip Tracy on the broadcast? No, I mostly learned about how much he loves Andrei Svechnikov. Like, he is so in love with that boy. He calls him brother. I have a. Str- I've tweeted about this. I have a straight up parasocial relationship with with, with all of them. Well, they just have like the best broadcast. Yes, I love absolutely. Abby. I love Trip. I love the other ones. Shane's also there. Shane's great. Mike Maniscalco killing it as usual. The Carolina Hurricanes really do have the best broadcast team in the country, which is really impressive considering the fact that they let John Forslund walk last fall. I know. He's going to be so great in Seattle, though. But snaps to Abby, who's taken over one of the seats on the broadcast, and she's killing it. Here, I got a question for you. Hit me. Are we going to watch the HBO documentary about the Toronto Maple Leafs? Am I? Yes, I'm going to watch it. Are you kidding? That's like the most appealing hockey piece of media that's been (laughs) presented to me ever. I only wish that it was like going to be a fictionalized HBO miniseries about the Toronto Maple Leafs. Do you know when it comes out? I don't. 
I'm just obsessed with the with the idea of it. Who would play Kyle Dubis? Oh my I'm god, that's a great question. Joseph Gordon Levitt. Yes, that's perfect. Justin Bieber definitely going to be interviewed in this documentary. That's the only guarantee I have. Do you want to talk about Big Rick? This has really been like a tough couple of weeks. <laughs> I feel like I the feel news targeted. is really out to get you. It's trying to get you. So Jamie Alexiak, defenseman for your Dallas Stars. My Dallas The American Stars. people's Dallas Stars. Six foot eight. You always have to take a breath whenever you... I, I always forget he's six foot eight. Jamie Alexiak, he was being interviewed about something, just like a normal pre or post game interview. And he he did say that he's um he's having a rough time with COVID because it's just a hard time being single. I cannot imagine how difficult it must be to be six foot eight and single. Wow. A single hockey player. You could just order them up, Jamie. I can't imagine the state of his Instagram DMs this week. Oh my god. Everyone just like, it's time to shoot my shot. I'm gonna go for it. He, I bet he wishes he didn't say anything. No, I know. I'm sure he, he doesn't. He seems like a pretty like private person. So um, mm-hmm. things must really be tough on him right now. It's really hard to be a six foot eight professional athlete, brother of a gold medal Canadian Olympian. Go cry in your like money or something. Pile of money. <laughs> Maybe he could hook up with that girl from that TikTok that was going around who was brunette and couldn't find a hockey guy to date her. Prayers up for Jamie Alexiak and his unanswered messages tab on every social media platform. <laughs> I often wonder, like, do you think the celebs and stuff, do you think they, like, look through them? Definitely. I mean, it's I guess already, I would. It's already been proven that they name search. True. They name search on Twitter. They Google themselves. I'm absolutely sure that they just like browse through their requests to see if there's anything promising going on there. I know. It makes me want to get like tits out in the Instagram photo. <laughs> like maybe that would help more. Probably. Honestly, probably. That it would reminds help. me of, oh my God, this was, God, maybe 2014, 2015 when the big story was that Selena Gomez was like liking <laughs> Tom Wilson's Instagram posts. A simpler time. <sighs> I wish we could go back. <laughs> well, Christina, it's been wonderful. It's been a blessing. I will probably see you back here very soon. And who knows how many teams will have left standing at that point. Who knows if there's even going to be a league happening. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll go full like Mad Max in a week. <gasps> then I can use that good Photoshop again. Yes! Perfect. If you would like to call in... For our mailbag episodes, you can do that at 774-318-6952. You can follow us on Twitter at PuckBunnies underscore pod or on Instagram at PuckBunnies pod. Please remember to rate and review us on whatever platform you listen to this show on. And we're also on Patreon at patreon.com slash PuckBunnies. I'm Christina. I'm Audrey. And this has been Puck Bunnies. Bye, guys. Stay safe. Bye. Don't spit in each other's mouths.